0: soon return of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ, preparing the people for the kingdom of heaven, preserving a posterity for the glory of God. Hello and welcome to another episode of the Key of David podcast brought to you by the Watchman of the Wall Ministry. I'm your host Charles and I thank the Lord above that you decided to listen to this podcast. I was a with a desire and with a prayer on my lips every time I do one of these things, hope and pray that it's not a wasted effort, that there is someone out there, a listener that's hearing the voice, behind the voice, that you have tuned into this podcast because not only are you curious about what you might hear, not only are you eager to build up your most holy faith, and you're hoping that something that's said does it, but that you hear the Holy Spirit speaking to you, because, listener, when you listen to a podcast like this one, it marks you as an individual. It marks you by the enemy, and it marks you by the Lord. It marks you by the enemy, because you will hear the truth on this podcast, and the enemy will begin to launch attacks against you to try to root up that truth, and it also marks you by the lord because when you have been led to listen to this podcast listener it is because you are being called out of the system you're being called out of the the world you're being called out of the waste of of what's going on in the world that's not making any difference you're being called out to be a special believer a remnant believer it reminds me of, of Abraham and his journey. He lived in the land of Ur, and he was almost 80 years old when he heard the voice of God. Now, Abraham, I don't know about you, but when you're 80 years old, you're not looking for adventure. You're not looking for a new thing. You're not waiting. You're not not looking to get up and go conquer the world. You've made your mark. You've lived your legacy. You're ready to retire. But here at almost 80 years old, God called Abraham to an adventure. And listener, whether you feel like you're starting out, and I believe we have listeners that feel like they're starting out, and I feel like we have listeners that think they're winding down, And Abraham felt like his life was lining up, but he had no idea that God has an adventure for anyone who dares to believe regardless of how old they are. Regardless, listener, if you're young and full of zeal and energy and you want to dedicate that to God, God has an adventure for you to live unlike anyone that you could ever imagine. And listener, if you are like Abraham, and you've already lived your life, and you're ready to settle down, God has an adventure for your life at your time. And if you will dare to believe, God will speak through this podcast, and he will put you on an adventure at whatever age and whatever stage of life you're in. Well, that's the introduction. (laughs) (laughs) Not the message, but it's a good one. So thank you so much for listening in. Uh, At this time, I want to welcome my partner and brother in the ministry. I want to welcome him back because if you've been listening, he was absent from the last podcast. So, Brother Scott, I, it's so good to have you back. It's so good to hear your voice. And I will tell you, you were sorely missed. I missed you. I think the listeners missed you as well. But welcome to the podcast. How are you doing? I'm doing wonderful,
1: trolls, and it is, it is awesome to be back. I, I apologize to everyone that I missed last week's, but uh, I tell you, it was it was an awesome podcast. You should listen to it. If you already have, you should listen to it again. I thoroughly enjoyed it. Um, Charles, I, I I missed, and I appreciate you missing me. But boy, it sounded good. It sounded like you didn't need me. But you know, when you've got the Holy Ghost standing with you, who do you need? Uh, but it's it's good to be back, and and uh, I I'm I'm just loving <coughs> being here. I'm
0: waiting for my adventure today. How about that? Amen. Amen. God is a God of adventure. God is always on the move. and We said that in the last few podcasts and I'll say it again. God is on the move and you can be like the children of Israel. You can get up and move with the cloud or you can get left behind. But God is not in the business of sitting still no matter what age you're in. Uh, Scott, at this time, I want to go to the Lord in prayer. I want... holy spirit to have complete liberty freedom and control of this podcast would you pray for us right now before we get into today's material i sure will father
1: I, I first come to you today in humble thanks that you allow us to do this another podcast another message lord this podcast is yours we completely dedicate it to you it's your work It's your ministry, and we thank you today for the presence of the Holy Spirit that is in this podcast. Without it, Father, this would be nothing. We thank you for the anointing, for the presence. We thank you that, God, you're in this podcast and that you are moving just as Charles spoke in this last day. You're still moving. You're constantly speaking. We praise you for that. If we'll just have an ear to hear what you are saying. And, Father, I, I pray right now for the people that are listening to this podcast, the the trials haven't stopped. The, just because this is another new week, the problems haven't stopped. The things that they've got themselves into hasn't stopped. But Lord, we pray for them right now. We stand in the gap for them right now. Whatever they may be going through bodily sickness, financial insecurity, Lord, just just general troubles, depression, fear—the fear that that Charles spoke about in this last podcast—we pray. And again, I'm, I'm going to do this again. I know y'all might think I'm strange, but I'm going to do this again. I take authority over the spirit of fear that is not of God in the name of Jesus on every single person's life that's listening to me. And I feel this in my very soul. Whatever you may be battling with, someone, <laughs> someone in, in that's listening to this podcast is like even battling a spirit of fear of a night that they can't stand to be alone. They're afraid to be alone. But I rebuke that spirit of fear in your house in the name of Jesus. I command it to leave in the name of Jesus Christ. Father, I thank you today, Lord, that you're going to touch each and every soul. Let them know that they are not alone. Take the depression off of them. Take the fear off of them. Mm -hmm. Make yourself real. Appear to Mm -hmm. them as you did yeah, yeah, yeah. to Moses on the mountaintop and proclaimed the goodness of God to yeah, yeah. Moses, forgiving yeah, yeah. iniquity and transgression. Father, we thank you. Lord, we, I can praise you all day long for who you are, but thank Amen. you, God, that you're going to touch them Where they're at right now, sickness, COVID, I rebuke COVID. It's just another disease that, God, you can destroy by one wave of your hand. You are still the same. And I pray for that in the name of Jesus. I pray for lungs. I pray for lungs to be healed from the damage of COVID in the name of Jesus. And, God, I thank you this morning that you're going to move. God, we don't have to live in fear. We don't have to live in depression. We do have hope because you are alive. Because you are real, we have hope. I got to calm down off this prayer, but I thank you, Lord, that you're going to touch, Lord, you're going to fill Charles's mouth. You're you're go- if you want to use me, so so be it. And Lord, we give you the praise this morning for everything. In Jesus' name, we pray.
0: And Amen. 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 Thank you, Jesus. That's more of that prayer listener of kingdom authority, and I can feel the Holy Spirit. Again, emphasizing me to say that we will be speaking, good Lord willing, and the Lord tarries from his return. We will be speaking about living in the kingdom and kingdom authority. Scott, God doesn't live in a democracy. He doesn't govern his people as a republic like the Americans are supposed to be in. But he lives according <laughs> to kingdom principle. And the reason that the Western Christian culture and the American Christians suffer so much is because they go with a they go into the they go into the secret place of the Most High. They go into the throne room of God to make their petitions known with a democratic republic mindset, and they forget that we don't serve a president. We don't serve. <laughs> We don't serve an ambassador. We don't answer to a prime minister. We go before a king.
1: Amen. The king
0: has all authority and power. And like you said in your prayer, with a wave of his hand, he makes his decree known. And his decree is followed because he is the king. Amen. And uh, I love that prayer you prayed. We did in the last couple of podcasts come against the spirit of fear. There is a fear that the devil has that he has launched, and it is, again, it is getting more violent. It's getting more, you know, it's getting more emphasis. It's getting worse. The darkness is increasing. The enemy has launched fear over the world, and it's it's even paralyzing the believers. But you can live above that fear, for the Lord did not give us a spirit of fear, but of power and of love Yeah, and of a sound mind. And I hope you are committing those scriptures that we gave you in the last couple of podcasts to memory so that you have the authority to speak against that fear in your life, okay. that fear that the enemy tries to launch. Now, Scott, we also spoke about another fear. And this is the one you were referring to that I spoke about in the last podcast. And that is the fear of the Lord. Yep, The fear of the Lord is what's missing. The fear of the Lord is what we need. And the fear of the Lord will destroy the fear of the enemy. And I hope and pray that if you haven't listened to those podcasts, you do so because Our weapons of warfare are not carnal, but they're spiritual. They're mighty to the pulling down of strongholds. And we are in the business of getting rid of those strongholds and those tethers that the enemy has placed in our life, that we have allowed the enemy to place in our life, but that God is dealing with at this moment. So please, please take what you've heard to heart. We want you to be free and whom the son sets free whom the Son makes free is free indeed. You will be free to serve the Lord and to live in an anointed life that God wants you to live in despite the troubles that the world is having. And when I say that, Scott, I mean right now, just like the Bible says, in the last days there would be diverse troubles, problems with perplexity, people, the fear that is destroying their lives and causing their hearts to fail them for the things that's coming upon the earth. We live in a precarious time. We live in a time where the enemy is working as hard as he can because he knows his time is short. But God is also on the move and he wants to give the people the equipment, the resources, the weapons they need to survive this onslaught of fear. And one of the greatest, if not the greatest weapon, that we spoke about on this podcast, the fear of the Lord, it will keep you from falling into the fear of Satan. And it will make you walk that holy life that it seems so hard to walk now. But if you get the fear of the Lord in your life, you're going to find out that walking this holy life is not as hard as it seems to be. Amen, Scott.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Don't, don't fear COVID. Don't get scared to death over COVID. And I'm not belittling or making slide or fun of that disease, uh, anything—tuberculosis, cancer—don't don't fear that. Fear God. Fear fear one who can put body and soul into hell. Don't fear the thing that's roaming around here with its boo devil ugly head, trying to scream at you and saying I'm important, and trying to get you to fear it, because it's nothing. Nothing can stand in the presence and the power of God. And Charles, I would I would dare say that these people at the risk of <laughs> jumping to another podcast another day right now i would dare say that the devil is scared of the people that are listening to us because already placed in these people charles that are listening to us that have an ear to hear the message that's being said already placed in them is that a, a degree might we say of kingdom authority that they could take authority in their house. They could take authority over their children right now. And the devil doesn't want them to do it. He wants them to believe that the COVID is a death sentence, but I'm here to tell you that I serve a real and alive and a true God that can rebuke cancer. I've seen him do it. I've seen him do it with my own eyes. He can rebuke anything and everything. If he can call a man that's 80 years old, if he can make a woman pregnant when she's 90, then COVID is nothing. I, I gotta come off of this. I'm sorry. I'm just I'm just excited to be here
0: today. I <laughs> I know you. To me. <laughs> you yeah, you you didn't miss the last week, so you've got two weeks worth of God wanting to say something in you, and I'm so happy. <laughs> Uh Scott, um, we have a lot to talk about, but we want to be sensitive to the Holy Spirit. Uh we yeah. have some points that we feel that the Holy Spirit has given us to my men that we might mention might get to, but you know what? We want to be led by the pace of the Holy Spirit. We were speaking prior to this podcast about what the Holy Spirit wanted to say. And I just want to emphasize listener that in revelation, the Bible says more than once he that has an ear, let him hear what the Spirit is saying to the churches, so the Holy Spirit is always speaking. God always has something that he wants you to know, something that he wants you to hear, because just like Scott said, and like I said earlier, when you listen to a podcast like this, you are marked because the truth it says the truth, you says you shall know the truth, and that truth is what makes you free. And Mm -hmm. the reason that you're marked, the reason the enemy fears, you listening to podcasts such as this, is because that truth has got the potential to give you life-freeing victory and living that victory day to day. And he doesn't want that to happen. And We want it to happen in your life. Now, Scott, I've got a scripture I want to read to you. I'm going to set the stage for you. And then I'm going to turn you loose. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, But uh, imagine this. Um, It's been almost, it's been over 400 years since the Lord has spoke to his people. And 400 years is a long time. And in 400 years, you have at least four or five generations of people Who have lived under a certain culture. They've lived under a certain rule. They've lived in a certain way. And that way has not been diverted. It has not been changed. It has not been rocked. It has not been, you know, influenced by any other thing. It's just life every day as usual. And uh, you hear that old phrase, same thing, different day. Same thing, different day. And imagine for 400 years, nothing has been said. God has been silent. And then all of a sudden, Luke chapter 4, Jesus walks into a synagogue. Let me read it. Luke chapter 4, verse 16. And he came to Nazareth, where he had been brought up. And as his custom was, he went to the synagogue on the Sabbath day and stood up for to read. And there was delivered unto him a book of the prophet Isaiah, or Isaiah. And when he had opened the book, he found the place where it was written. The Spirit of the Lord is upon me, for he hath anointed me to preach the gospel to the poor. He hath sent me to heal the brokenhearted, to preach deliverance to the captives the recovering of the sight, the blind, to set at liberty them that are bruised, to speak the acceptable year of the Lord. And he closed the book, and he gave it again to the minister and sat down. And all eyes of all them that were in the synagogue were fastened on him. And he began to say unto them, Today, this day, is this scripture fulfilling your ears? Now, Scott. <laughs> imagine this, if you will. For over four hundred years God has not spoken a fresh anointed word. Nothing has happened out of the ordinary. There has been no prophetic vision. And then all of a sudden on the scene a man comes, he stands up and he reads the scripture about the coming of the messiah and he looks at the people he said today this scripture is fulfilled in your ears now scott this is what happens when a system stagnates when a system goes so long that it no longer has any influence it no longer has the power to change there is no influence there is no effectiveness then there has to be a prophetic word of God that comes on the scene that I believe with all of my heart when that occurs, sends a shockwave through hell. I mean, Mm -hmm. imagine this. Not only were the people of that day living life as usual for over four or five generations, no fresh word had come, They had been going through the motions, they had been going to the synagogue, they had been walking the walk that they told they were told by the religious leaders of that day is what God expected, and not only they were in this stagnant nothing has happened for over four hundred years move, but even the enemy that Satan himself had been going around for 400-something years like, well, there's nothing going on. Today is just another day in hell. Nothing has changed. <laughs> and he's got his agenda, and he's going to send out his his minions to do his bidding. And then all of a sudden, like an atomic explosion <laughs> in the spiritual realm, Jesus stands up and reads this scripture and says, in this today in your hearing is this scripture fulfilled what a shockwave what an atomic blast what a what a mighty thing must have occurred in the spiritual realm that reverberated all through creation and satan his eyes came up his ears came up and he said oh lord god (laughs) is on the move now, Scott, what would you say is do you believe that we are living in such a scenario that we've been going through the motions that time out of mind? There has been no fresh word, no prophetic move. Everybody's been going to church, everybody's been checking off their list of do's and don'ts. They've been following the Christian walk like they've been told they should. What a shockwave it would be for someone to stand up and say something from the Holy spirit. Like Jesus said that day that would change everything. Amen. Amen. I like the way you built that boy. That was beautiful. <laughs> they did not
1: know what they had in front of them at that moment. And And Charles, it reads like today's newspaper, doesn't it? It reads just like today's headlines right before you, uh, and let me let me set this up for you as well. Right before you stands the overlap, the the pre-existing church institution that has failed, that is powerless, that has uh, kept their tethers and refuses to do anything about them, and is just going on with business as usual because they set the standard of produ- productivity. Let me let me explain that for just a moment. They, they, for 400 years, the scribes, they being the scribes, Sadducees and Pharisees, were the yeah. ones that were dictating what was right and what was wrong, what a healthy church was and what wasn't. They were setting the standard, and it wasn't God's standard. It wasn't God's way. It went off track once again. And here comes Jesus, like he always yeah. does, upsetting the status quo, because that's what Jesus likes to do. And he goes in there and he says, Basically, he's saying this, you all are not leaders. I know I'm paraphrasing. I know you're not going to find this in scripture, but he's, he's basically saying that with that scripture. He's saying, you all are not leaders. This is not the church that I built. This day before you, this scripture is fulfilled because standing before you is a leader with authority, with anointing and with power. And the spirit of the Lord is upon me. And Charles, he proved that later on as blinded eyes were opened, dead were raised, people were healed, and, and the gospel was preached to the poor. Now, that was right. the standard of productivity God wanted. But the church didn't want that. And, and you see the overlap happening. You see the, the, the good minister, the God minister. In, in battle coexisting with the institutionalized leader that can't change and has failed. Let me bounce that back at you. Would you agree with that?
0: Absolutely. And I love the way you set this up, just like I set it up for you. Thank you so much. <laughs> we, we've been speaking on this podcast about a coexistence that is described in Revelation chapter 3 of two churches that would dwell together and work and at first they might have been harmoniously but now the harmony is gone uh there is a group of people that have come up that have recognized that no longer does the church affect a change in the world but it's actually the exact opposite the world is changing the church and the church has compromised its values, going right along with the world, doing what the world tells them to do. The world decreed, because of things like COVID-19, you'll worship this way. You'll meet this way. You'll do it this way. Where was the prophetic leader to stand up and say, we don't live in a democracy. We don't live in a government. We live in a kingdom. And we serve a king. And that king has decreed how we should live, how we should meet, what uh-huh. we should say. And they didn't do that, Scott. No. And just like you said, when the the people began to desire and to, to require, and see, this is what happens. Mm, I feel the Holy Spirit on this. You get people that are hungry. You know, think about. Jesus in the wilderness and he was in the wilderness for 40 days and 40 nights and did not eat and how hungry he must have been in the flesh and Satan says hey you're the son of God why don't you command this these rocks be made bread now imagine a spiritual situation where the people have been starved to death for so long and they go to church and and these these leaders that don't know how to do anything except for what they've been doing for so long have been trying to give the people the sheep a malnourished no nutrition at all message nothing that sustains the life of the soul is delivered how hungry these sheep must be How they began to make a noise. Mm. Mm. Mm -hmm. And I hear you, Holy Spirit. I hear you. (laughs) I hear you, Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit's telling me that there is a noise. And there is a cry in the fold. Yeah. There is a cry in the sheep fold, Scott. Yes. And the Holy Spirit says that his sheep are hungry. And they're not being nourished. They're not being fed. They're being fleeced. They're being used to sustain the life of the leader. And we are living in a time like that, Scott, where the sheep are not being fed. They're not being led. They're being used to sustain the empire that the leaders have created for themselves, the lifestyle that the leader has. When the leader has two or three houses, and they drive six cars and they yep. wear the best suits and they stand on a pulpit made of the best material and they deliver messages that have no substance, no nutrition, no spiritual value. That is abuse. Yes. And the Holy Spirit is telling me there is a cry started in the fold. The sheep are hungry. And the cry has gone up and it has got the attention of the father. The king has taken notice that there is a cry. And, you know, it says when, and I want to say this, and I'm going to throw it back at you. Was this not the same scenario in Egypt for over 400 years? And there's Mm -hmm. that coalition. I want you to understand, people, God has a pattern and a plan. And if you read your word and you allow the Holy Spirit to discern that, you're going to see God moving even in the dark, silent times. You think there's nothing going on, but God is in the background and he's always moving he's always in control. So just like Jesus steps up on the scene after 400 and something years of silence, here in Egypt, there has been 400 and something years of slavery, and the people have had four or five generations born, slaves, lived slaves, died slaves. But they finally got to a place where the, the Lord came in the, in the form of a burning bush to Moses, and he said, I have heard the cry of the people there was a cry that went up from the children of Israel in the spirit realm. And that cry finally got the attention of the father. And the father Mm -hmm. said, it's time to move. It's time to do something about the cry of the sheep. And Scott, as we were talking a moment ago about the day-in, day-out movement of the leadership today and how the church has followed the same pattern for years. We've got to a place now where the sheep are beginning to cry in the spirit. They may not be crying with their mouths in the flesh. They may not be beating the pulpits with their demands for food. They may not be jumping up and down in the pews demanding to be fed, but their spirit, their soul is in a starving situation. And the cry of the soul of the sheep, the cry of the sheep in the spirit is reaching the father. And we're living in a time now, Scott, where I believe God is taking notice of that cry. I felt the Holy Spirit say, I hear the cry of my sheep, and it's time for the father to do something about it. What would you say to
1: that? You're absolutely correct. Uh, if you want to understand why that God is raising up podcasts like this one and, and ministers like this one with a message like we're saying, I know that sounds arrogant, but forgive me. I that, There's the reason. That's the reason you just said. Unfortunately, Charles, there are two cries that God has came into both ears because not huh. only has there been a cry, of the people of for lack of bread for, for starvation. <laughs> but also there was another cry that went out and you institutionalize you leader, you, you Baptist minister, you Pentecostal. So-and-so you United church of the, whatever that runs by the stringent rules of your denomination and refuses to bend or move or go back to the ways of God, the way you first started. It's the same kind of cry that went on in Sodom and Gomorrah, Charles, There was a cry that came up to God from the stink of the sin, from the stink Um, of the tether, from the stink of the fleecing of the sheep, from the stink of the sin that the institutionalized leader is doing. And God not only heard the cry of the people, and I'm about to get wound up, but I'm going to stop right here. Because God also heard the cry from the institutionalized leader that stands on TV every day and fleeces the sheep telling them, if you'll send me $50 or $100, then I'll think about praying for your precious little need. God is sick and tired, Charles. He's, He's not only hurting for the people that are crying out in starvation, but he's sick and tired of a failed system that refuses to do anything but birth the dead baby. And he's about to move, and he's about to do something. And for those that want to get on board this message, you're going to find a journey like you've never been on in your yeah. entire life. You're going to see something happen in this day and age. Yeah, it's a fearful time, but it's also an exciting time because God is about to move in this situation. i got to throw this back at you, sir, or I'm wow. going to get louder. Wow. But, but you're exactly right.
0: Oh, Scott, that was awesome. I felt the Holy Spirit absolutely he was he he affirmed what you said when there was a cry going up from the sheep of how hungry they were and god taking notice and then you said there's another cry scott sin has a cry amen and when god said he told he told Joshua to go into the promised land and possess the promised land. He he would tell them, don't go to this city because their sin has not reached its fullness. But he would say, go to this city because the cry of the sin has come up before God Mm. and God has to do something about it. There is a time Scott in the world, in the, in this, any system, especially in the church, when the ineffectiveness of the message and the, the hypocrisy of the leader starts a cry that does rattle the ears of God. And God says, I've got to move. I've got to do something about this. Uh-huh. And so he sets, up, he sets up podcasts. He sets up people like John the Baptist was to Jesus that came out of obscurity. And they, they, they look different. They act different. They're not the status quo leader that Ooh, the church yeah. is accustomed to. Oh
1: yeah, talk and, about that.
0: Uh, yeah, and if if we're not careful. When God begins to move, Scott, and he begins to take notice and say there is a situation, there is a need, there is a cry, and God begins to answer that prayer that goes up from the soul, that deep calling in the deep, when the heart cries out to God for something to be done, when the sin cries out for something to be done, the sin is crying out, I must be judged, the sheep are crying out, I must be fed. And God hears those cries and he begins to send messages and podcasts and prophetic ministers. But the problem is, is they don't look like the leaders of today. They don't smell like the leaders. They don't wear what the leaders today wear. They don't act like what the leaders act like. They don't have the same things that the leaders of today have. They don't come from the same they're not cut from the same cloth. They look different. They act different. If the sheep is, are not careful, they're going to miss the opportunity that God is sending to set them free, to give them what they've been asking for. When Moses went to the people of Israel and he said, God has sent me because he has heard your cry. And he is going to set you free. They, they said, how do we know that God sent you? Who is the God that sent you? What's his name? And Moses was sent with authority from God, that kingdom authority. He was sent with signs and wonders to, to affirm and to give the amen from God that he was from God. Because they were not used to this kind of leadership. They were used to Egyptian leadership. Well, Scott, we've come to a part of the day. Now we come to a part in God's plan where the, the people that God are raising up, the leaders that are coming to feed the sheep and not fleece them, to lead the sheep and not beat them, to not drive the sheep, but to lead them like a good shepherd. Scott, they don't look like today's leadership. Oh well. And if the church is not careful, if the people are not careful, they're not gonna recognize the rescue that God has sent. I mean, imagine if you will. Let's use the let's use the example of Eli once again that we've used before in the past. Eli was a church system was the the religious system of that day and it got to a place where it was no longer effective it got to a place where it can no longer hear the voice of god it got to a place where it was compromising and winking at sin and allowing things to happen in the people's lives that were outright sin against god's word but they would not address them they would not speak against them they would not do anything about it And God sends a prophetic man like Samuel on the scene. And Samuel comes out of obscurity with a prophetic message. And the Eli leadership is destroyed. It's judged. It's done away with. Now, Scott, does that sound like anything you might have seen or heard in this time and age that we're living in? Uh, Absolutely.
1: Let me me try to calmly set this up for you again, since we're going to bounce the basketball back and forth. Let me calmly try to do this. Today's message, today's crux on this podcast, today's thrust, if you want to know, is we're moving to the leader. We're going after the leader, the bad one and the good one in in this message, in, in this series. We've been speaking to the remnant believer. We're still speaking to the remnant believer, but we're going to give them the tools to recognize who they're supposed to follow and who they're supposed to run from like Lot did Sodom. And, and Charles, you're, you're setting up the instance of the need to be able to recognize the remnant leader coming because if you <laughs> miss him, you're going to miss the train God's got moving because God's moving. So That's it's right. important. Now, while you were speaking, this thing came to me. You threw the point of Moses, a former Egyptian. Now, listen to me. Listen to me just a moment. There's a common denominator here, and I want you to help me with this. But you want to you know how to recognize a remnant leader. You want to re- know how to recognize God's man or woman that he is raising up in this last day. Let me throw <laughs> one point. One point. Get started here. You, you Charles, invoked Moses, a former Egyptian. Egyptian, who was right. in the house of Pharaoh. You evoked John the Baptist, who was not in any lineage or house at the time of the existing leadership, which was the Sadducees, the Pharisees, the scribes, all those all those people that felt they had a pedigree. John the Baptist was not in that whatsoever. You invoked Samuel and Eli. Samuel was not a part of the levi priesthood that eli was he was his own man birthed in a miracle birth that had a prophetic ministry do you hear the common denominator point one if you want to know who the remnant leader is just like charles described he's not going to look like the three-piece suited slick-haired shiny shoed three-car three-house driving fleece uh Doing kind of minister today who refuses to de- bend out of his denominational creed that's hanging on the side of his church wall and listen to the voice of God and gain power and anointing. They They, they are not a part of the institution in any way, common denominator one, and if they are, they're coming out of the busted, broken, disgusted system. Charles, would you agree with that as a as a oh, first point?
0: Oh, oh, Scott, that was awesome. That was awesome. I I I see in my heart and in my spirit God beginning to move in the situation. He has heard the cry of the sheep. He's heard the cry of the failed leadership. He's beginning to call out those leaders, those people. And they're coming from obscurity, and they're coming from different backgrounds, and they don't have the pedigrees. They don't have the squeaky clean record. Moses was a man who, Moses killed someone. Yeah, come on, come on. Before he became a leader. Paul had Christians thrown into prison and killed in the name of religion, and he was called out. God has called out murderers in his in his name. Uh-huh. God has called out whoremongers in his name. David had sex with Bathsheba, birthed the kid out of wedlock, had the man's had the woman's husband killed in a murderous attempt so that he could take it on and cover up his sin. God is calling out people who used to be these murderers these these adulterers and you see what i'm saying the church is looking at leaders today and they're saying oh but you're not squeaky clean like brother so-and-so you don't have a pedigree like pastor so-and-so you don't come from a long line of preachers like so-and-so does that's why i'm following this man that's why i trust this system because this is the way it's been done for so long and i don't understand why you want to change what's been going on for so long this is what Moses did this is what David did David went against the leadership of that day he had a confrontation with Saul Saul was a broken leader that could no longer be king of the people, and God had to replace him. And He brings David, a little ruddy, good-looking little teenage shepherd boy, had no business being king because he didn't look like a king, he didn't act like a king, he didn't come from royalty. He came out of the field. He came out. He came out (laughs) of the Jesse. Do you see what I'm saying, Scott? God is calling people into leadership that come from all kinds of backgrounds, all kinds of all kinds of situations. And can, can, all can, kinds
1: of records. Can we play, can we be just plain Jane here? I apologize for interrupting you. Can we can we be just plain Jane here now that you've set that up so beautifully? God is about. God is about <laughs> I can just dance. God is about to call people who are not as though they are. And these people awesome. These people think that they have wasted their day of grace away. I would dare say <clears throat> I've got to, I to stay quiet. He, he, these people think that they've wasted their day of grace away because they've been divorced because they've got a problem with drug addiction because they've got a problem with alcohol addiction because they've got a problem with sexual addiction because they don't have this squeaky clean image because they've made mistakes. Uh, they, they think they've wasted their day, day of grace away But I'm here to proclaim some good news to you that makes me want to dance like David. God is about to move. And because he wants to show the excellency of his power, that it's of him and not of any man or any woman, he's going to take a broken, busted, disgusted, drug addicted person and clean them up. Put them on fire. Give them the word of God. Anoint them with authority, just like Jesus did in that synagogue, and send them out into the world to to lead a remnant group of people. Now, this is the danger. This is the danger. Because he doesn't look like Billy Graham, because he doesn't look like D. James Kennedy, because he doesn't look like some sweet, clean clean minister you know of today, you're going to dismiss him, and that is going to be your failure and your mistake. Because you've got to not listen to the record. You've got to listen to the anointing. Let me say that again. Don't listen to the record. Listen to the anointing. Charles, i got to bounce this back at you because I'm getting loud again. But what do you say about that?
0: I love it. Thank you, Jesus, that God is doing this because he wants the glory. He gets the glory. No one else shares the glory but God. And God will call. He'll purposely call people out of this mess that we're in that – are going to be cut from a different cloth than the ones who are preaching today. They're going to actually be confronted and come against by the preachers of today. They're actually going to be spoken uh, against by the preachers of today, just like the confrontation between the leaders that God calls out as prophets from the religious leaders of that day. Just like Jesus was confronted by the Pharisees and the Sadducees, just because you know, just like all these leaders in the past were come against by the religious organization of that day. The leaders that God are calling out today, the ones that are anointed with the truth, the ones that will have the word of God, they're going to be confronted. They're going to be come against. They're going to be bashed. They're going to be spoken against by Uh the leadership of today. They're going to be come against and say, they're not of God. They don't have the right message. They're speaking against the kingdom of God. They're fighting against us. And, you know, just like John, I remember the story of the Sons of Thunder. (laughs) <laughs> James and John James and John came to Jesus and said, "We heard someone speaking about you, Jesus, but they weren't in our group. <laughs> they weren't in our <laughs> they was not in our club. They didn't they didn't go, they didn't follow us around, they didn't eat like we, they didn't talk like we talk. They didn't dress like we dress." So we told them to hush. And Jesus said, "Whoever is for me is not against me." Amen. Amen. And Jesus has people out there, Scott, that are just like that. And they don't look like John and James, and they don't have a squeaky clean record, and they don't have the pedigrees, and they don't have the long lineage of ministers, and but they have just like you, and I love what you said. Judge a righteous judgment, Jesus said. Judge a righteous judgment. There is fruit on a tree when it's a fruitful tree but it you know if i go out there and say this is an apple tree and then oranges grow on it it's not an apple tree it's an orange tree and you got to judge by the fruit of the word the witness of the holy spirit the anointing that is being shown in that person's life mm-hmm. and I know that there are people that listen to this podcast that they feel the call of God on their lives. And they say, I believe with all of my heart, God has called me to be a remnant believer. And he's calling me out of the organized religion. He's calling me out of this mess. And I'm looking for someone to show me the way. I'm looking for a leader to give me the resources that I need. I'm looking for that man that has also heard the cry of the sheep and saw the hunger of the spirit that is really dwelling within the church of God and they're going to address that, but they may be, they may be in trouble if they're not careful to recognize Scott, the leader that God sees. And I believe this is what we are addressing and we're going to take our time on about the leadership that God is going to use for the remnant people is the remnant believer has to be careful (laughs) In recognizing who God sends. And oh. if you've got a list of qualifications, come on, you've got a list of qualifications in front of you, and you're saying, well, what they're saying is good, and I like what they say, but they don't line up with all of my list. What do I do
1: <laughs> about that?
0: And Scott, <laughs> They have to be careful because God is sending them leaders and people in their lives with the truth that will set them free. And if we're not careful, denominational beliefs, the way the doctrines that we've been raised up with all of our lives are going to cause them to miss God's freedom and God's liberty. What would you say?
1: I'm I'm going to set this up for you, sir. And, and I, I know this is going to excite the gift that's in you because I want you to expound on it. I know it's going to do it, but I, I've, I've got it. The Lord has shown me while you were speaking here in a nutshell what we're dealing with. There's a story in the Bible, if I may invoke <laughs> two good leaders, about John the Baptist and Jesus. And John the Baptist is finally he's winding down toward the end of his ministry because he's been such an uproar and a problem child to Herod the king. He's now at this point in jail. And he's in jail for a while, Charles. He's disconnected now from the moving that's going on outside the prison cell. He's not getting any news much. He's not seeing anything. Now he's disconnected. And the great and powerful John the Baptist, who baptized this very son of God in the River Jordan, is now beginning to question if Jesus was the right man or not. And he sends two of his disciples out and he goes to Jesus, his two disciples that he sends this question. Are you the one or should we look for another? And, well, you know, I got to love Jesus's response because That's he said, true. you go and tell John that the dead are being raised. The people wow. are being healed and the poor are having the gospel preached unto them. That's the sign. That's the sign. So we've got it right here in a nutshell, Charles. I know you hear it. I know you hear it, honey. We we got it right here in a nutshell. If you stay in the broken, (laughs) busted system, you are the John the Baptist in the prison cell, unable to recognize Jesus when he walks by because you are disconnected from the move of God. And you will begin to question and not follow the right leader. You will have to come out of the busted doctrine. You will have to come out of the wrong thinking. You'll have to come out of your isms and schisms that you think a pastor or preacher is supposed to be and realize the anointing of God because they're going to be the ones walking around, raising the dead, healing the sick, cleansing the lepers. The power of God is going to be evident on their life. And that's the sign to look for. Charles, you've got to help me with this because I'm not, I'm not a good teacher. Help Uh-oh. me with it.
0: Now you're doing a great job Scott. I love what you said. Jesus didn't throw out his pedigree, he didn't throw out his list. He didn't he didn't send those two disciples back to John with all the qualifications that made him the son of God. Jesus said, "Go and tell John what is happening because I speak the truth, the truth is setting people free." And it's just like what we read in Luke four. The Spirit of the Lord is upon me, for He has anointed me to preach the gospel to the poor. It doesn't matter where you come from; the truth is going to find you. He has sent me to heal the brokenhearted. We have, you know, the the leaders that are God sent are going to have they're going to have compassion for the brokenhearted, Mm. preaching deliverance to the captive. They're going to be concerned about those people that are in strongholds and who have been walking all their life with this stronghold in their life. That they just can't seem to overcome recovering a sight to the blind set at liberty. Them that are bruised. These are all examples of the spirit of the Lord upon a person's life. And it came down to what you said, that one word power for the spirit. God didn't give us the spirit of fear, but of power.
1: And of mm-hmm. love
0: and sound mind. And I believe with all of my heart that if these people who are looking for a leader, looking for a redemption, looking for God, his amen, that he heard the cry of the sheep, he's heard the cry of the sinful leadership, he saw the failure, failure of the leaders. And let's just say it like it really is, Scott the leadership has failed. Yes. And Scott, I just want to speak a little bit on my personal experience. I feel, I feel wounded in my spirit because all my life I have had to search these things out for myself. I didn't have that leader that told me what I know today. But thank God that because I was hungry and I cried out to God, he fed me. But Scott, I feel a little bit wounded and cheated and angry. And I'm just going to be honest, and God is dealing with that anger inside of me. So people that have heard me say this, I'm confessing my faults, but I'm also confessing that God is dealing with me on that anger. But I have an anger inside of me, Scott, for the failed leadership in my life and how I didn't have the Paul. I didn't have the John the Baptist. I didn't have ones that would come alongside and take me up higher i didn't have that leader i had to depend on the ones that were there that day and i saw a problem and i said the leaders today they don't have that power they don't have that anointing they don't have the the, the spirit of the lord in their message that feeds me and god is feeding me on the side but where are the leaders that i needed today And, Scott, just like John the Baptist, there are a lot of people that are listening to us that have been robbed of good leadership all their life.
1: Yeah, absolutely. You know, the definition...
0: I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Go ahead, please. Go ahead, please. No, I was just going to say they have been robbed all their life of good leadership and it's cost to them dearly. It has took its toll. They don't know what to look for. They they have had to conjure up their own belief of what a leader is. But God has finally started addressing the situation and he's called people like you and me and podcasts like these to say, listen, God has not ignored your cry. He is sending that help. You've got to have ears to see and eyes to ears to hear and eyes to see. When I send my redemption, when I send my leader, when I send my message so that you can recognize it, Scott
1: there with Jesus. And, 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 you know, it didn't stop with Jesus. When Jesus ascended, we keep evoking the, the, the example of Jesus, and he is the perfect example, but it didn't stop with Jesus. When when he ascended on the mountaintop to go build the mansion that we sing about for for you and me, he gave gifts unto men. Let me go here for just a second. He gave gifts unto men. He gave the people leaders that were human, but still carried the same authority and power. Remember, Remember when... One by one, these disciples were leaving Jesus because it was just getting too hard. It was just getting too tough. It was His words were getting too strong. And and he looked at his 12, and he said, well, you also go away. and And they said, where would we go? You've got the words of life. Every time you speak, every time you open your mouth, you fill the hole that's in my soul. You roll back the depression that I had when I was standing on the seashore making my fishing nets and wondering, God, why am I even alive? But when you speak, you fill that hole inside of me. Where what else would I go to? And Charles, he, he raised up people, Pauls and, and Silas's and, and Timothys, and, and he's still wanting to raise up people today who, when they speak, Destroys the depression, destroys the fear. They carry the words of life. I got to calm down. I got to calm down. And, and, and Charles, you remember, you remember, and I remember when we first got in church that many years ago, it was so much different. When we stand up here and we talk about the broken institution <laughs> and the busted church, we know what we're talking about because not only do we read it in the word, but we've seen it with our eyes. We are witnesses. Right. Charles, we lived in a time when You could go to a church, and the power of God would be so strong in there that you couldn't even see for the cloud of white that filled the room. People would get healed of cancer as people in the church gathered around them with a bottle of oil and just a simple prayer of faith and would rebuke cancer when they went to the doctor the next day. They couldn't find anything on the MRI. We've seen people that were demon-possessed very documented, verified, demon-possessed, be delivered by the authority that was on a leader who could walk right up to that demon and say, in the name of Jesus, you won't have this soul. Get out and see him leave because we see a true church. But today's church is not that church. It went off course. How many times, listener, have you went to church? And you have heard your nice little three songs and your nice little three-point sermon from that little slick-haired, shiny-shoe boy behind the pulpit that ain't prayed in weeks and is about as cold as your refrigerator. And you go back to the house sick and tired of going because nothing's happening. the The, the true change, the true church, is not a church that's affecting a change in in the city. A, a good, let me say this, Charles, help me with this. A good church is not one that's affecting a change in the city because they pushed and got a new park put in. A true church is one where you go in there and your life is forever changed. You're never the same again. The things that you used to do begin to fall away and you do new things now. Help me, Charles. I'm getting tired. I'm getting loud. You know what I'm doing.
0: (laughs) Scott, you're you're describing exactly what the Laodicean church was doing. They had all their ministries. They had the outreaches. They had the evangelistic Men, you know, they had they had those missionaries out there in different countries. They said they were rich and increased with goods and had need of nothing. They had resources. They had the padded pews. They had the shiny pulpit. They had the stained glass windows in their church. They looked like they were being blessed by God from an outward appearance. But, Scott, like you said, just like the men that walked with Jesus after Jesus was raised from the dead, there were two men. Walking to the road on the road to Emmaus, and they were discussing the things that had happened and Jesus joined them and the, and Jesus listened to them and they said, "Who is this man you're discussing?" and they said, "Are you the only one that hasn't heard what's going on they They <laughs> killed our, they killed jesus they they crucified and Jesus said Oh, but these things had to happen. It said that he began to reveal all the way back from Genesis through the Bible, the things that must occur and the things that must come to pass for the Messiah to show up. And when he he revealed himself and then he was carried away by the Holy Ghost, they looked at each other and they said, did not our hearts burn Burn. within us? Oh, I feel the Holy Spirit. Did not our hearts bear witness that we heard the truth the truth came out of this man we didn't recognize him but we recognize the truth that burned in our hearts and scott today we have people that they are listening to this podcast and they don't know you they don't know me and they may know us see there's a trouble here there's a problem here (laughs) We have listeners that know us well and they'll say, Oh, but we can't we can't receive anything from Scott and Charles because they don't have the track record that I want them to have. They don't measure up to the list that I've created. Made too they many mistakes. Have, they made too many mistakes. They've had too many problems. They've started over too many times. And they're saying, But I can't deny that my heart burns within me. Amen. Mm-hmm. Amen. Oh, I could preach right now. I can't deny Good. that the that my heart is burning with the truth that I'm hearing. And I can't deny that God is speaking to me. And God spoke through a donkey to Balaam. <laughs> Come on. God spoke to a rooster through a rooster to Peter. God can <laughs> speak through anything. And God can <laughs> take two redneck hillbillies from Tennessee and speak the truth. <laughs> and listen, you've got to have eyes to see. You've got to have ears to hear. You've got to recognize when God speaks to you. And you can't deny that right now, as you hear these words, your heart is burning within you. You you know that God is speaking and you feel the kingdom authority that you're hearing. And it's no credit to Scott and it's no credit to Charles. And we are nothing in the eyes of God, but we know who we serve and we know who we speak of and we know what he is capable of. And we know in whom we have believed and we speak the truth because the Holy spirit is within us. Mm, What are you? What listener are you looking for? Just what are you looking for? Are you looking for somebody that you've seen all your life? Are you looking for that same pattern that you've seen all your life? What has it done for you? Has it set you free? Has it give you comfort? Has it spoke to your heart? Has it told you about sin? Has it preached to you about what not to do? Has it has it made you run to the altar in repentance? What are you looking for? Do you need somebody to do that? Well, God's going to send you somebody. God's going to send you somebody, but you need to recognize who you're looking for. You need to do. You need to witness in your heart that you're bearing with the truth that you're hearing. Scott, God's sending leaders. He's sending them out and they're going to be in obscurity coming out they're going to be reckless they're going to be they're going to be crazy they're going to look different they're going to act different they're going to be different but we have to believe that God is going to bear witness in our spirit with the truth that we hear and i believe right now that God is bearing witness with a lot of people that are listening to us and they're saying you know what I don't know and Charles, or maybe I know him too well, but I know that what I'm hearing is burning within my heart, and I have to say yes or no. And you're going to be in a valley of decision, and you're going to have to say yes or no to what you hear. You're going to have to say, well, what I go to every Sunday morning ain't doing anything in my life, but I turn on a podcast like this through the week, and I feel that power of God move in my heart and give me the hope I need. Yeah. I listen to this and I and I feel that strength and that reassurance that God hasn't forgotten me. And so you bear witness. Does the does the broken, busted, disgusted religious system give you what you need? Or are you looking for your trough food somewhere else? It's got to help me out here. I believe the Holy Spirit is speaking to people.
1: Yes, he is. Let let me speak one more thing, Charles, if I may. I gave I gave one point earlier in this podcast about recognizing the remnant leader and that was, he's not going to be a part of the broken institution or he's going to be coming out of the broken institution. Let me, let me give a second point. This is point number two for you that are taking notes and <laughs> in, in this podcast, you want to recognize a remnant leader. I was listening while Charles was speaking and he's, he's stirring me up part. Number two, a remnant leader has a heart for the people. Let me give you a piece of scripture right fast. Paul, the apostle, in a passage of scripture, Charles, if we need to, you can look it up right fast. But Paul in a passage of scripture states this, and I paraphrase. He said, if it would be that I could go to hell in your Um, place so that you could go to heaven, I would do it. uh Let me say that again. Let me say that again. Paul, the great apostle, who was in love with Jesus, I don't think we'll dispute that. He wanted to go to heaven so bad he couldn't stand it. He didn't know whether to stay here, minister, or go to heaven. He wanted to be with Jesus so bad. But he has a heart, the leader heart, that's that you're supposed to have, that he can sit there and say, if, if it took me going to hell to take your place, I would do it. So you would go to heaven. Now, yeah. leader hey, leader, hey, leader, listening to me. Hey, you, pastor, can you say that? Mm. I hope you're honest with yourself because I don't, I don't think know. you ever have. As long as your pocketbook is full and as long as your house has plenty of knickknacks and as long as your cars is as nice and brand new as it can be, you're a happy man, Mr. Sheep But I'm telling you, the real remnant leader will have a heart for the people, and this is why God is going to raise up busted, broken people. Let me, let me say this right past Charles, and I need you to help me with this one. But there's a reason why he raises up a murderer. There's a reason why he raises up Moses a murderer and David a murderer and and Paul who was formerly Saul, the murderer of Christians, and why all throughout Scripture, these men who carry the greatest anointing are the most broken and busted because we are living in a society today that there are bunches of broken and busted, disgusted people and it takes somebody, I hope somebody can hear this, it takes somebody who's been there to be able to lead somebody away from it it takes somebody who's been there who's been through it who's done it to minister to the people today the to remnant people who are going through it and don't know how to get out of it charles help me with this i I'm, I don't feel like i'm saying it right or good enough uh, you know what i mean
0: <laughs> absolutely and and uh I, I, as bad as i hate to because the spirit of the lord is so good We're going to have to shorten this and bring it to a close and continue it on the next podcast. (laughs) But I want people to realize what's going on. Remnant believer, not only is God calling you out of a broken system, but he's given specific instruction on this podcast on what to pray. You've been told pray to get courage to leave Mm -hmm. the system. Pray when people, of the system confront you and say, what are you doing? You're pulling away. No longer are you a part of this. No longer are you a part of our group, and no longer do you come to our little get-togethers. Why are you separating yourself from the system? And God has told you to pray for courage and pray for boldness like Joshua, that he will be with you when you make a stand. This podcast has also told you to pray that God identify those tethers in your heart that would pull you away from God that would keep you tied down to the world and when the rescue comes you won't make it in like Locks' wife. the this podcast is also the Holy Spirit through this podcast is giving you instructions to commit those those scriptures to memory against fear and to Get the fear of the Lord inside of you so that you'll walk a holy life and that you'll have that boldness and conviction to give those things up and to to let go of those strongholds. But now you're getting specific instructions on this podcast today to begin to recognize the leader when he shows up. He's not going to be what you think he's going to be. He's He's not going to look like what you thought. And... God has heard your cry. That's the encouragement part about this, Scott. The Holy Spirit has said on this podcast, I have heard the cry of the sheep. They're hungry. And I'm going to do something about it. And that thrills me. I feel the witness again. And the Holy Spirit has also said, I hear the cry of the broken, busted, disgusted leadership and how their compromise and their sin and their inability to... To live up to God, and their no accountability and their no integrity has finally cried out to me, and I'm doing something about it, so listener, be aware that God is aware amen and be and be be I want you to know that God knows where we're at, and he's going to he's on the move, and he's going to send leaders but he has to have you be aware of what a bad leader looks like and a good leader looks like about when you hear the compromise and when you hear the real truth and how it will burn in your soul. And you'll know when God talks to you, it's God talking to you and not just the person themselves. Be aware and pray that you have eyes to see. Jesus said in Revelation 3, Anoint your eyes with eye salve and anoint your ears that you may see and hear when I speak and when the Holy Ghost begins to move and when that anointing is sent to your life and you have the opportunity and you're placed in the moment of decision and you're right there now listening to this podcast and you're in that moment of decision. Do I let the system go completely? Do I walk away from those relationships that are going to tear me down and not build me up? Do I finally begin to accept and hear the message that I've been hearing? Although it come from places I did not realize it would come from. And although it was delivered from people that I did not think that it would be delivered from and that don't qualify in my eyes to be speaking according to the oracles of God. And to receive the truth that God sends you. And to recognize the, the redemption and the rescue that God is sending you. And Scott, I think that that's been the message today. And we will continue to speak on the leadership and how to recognize the leaders. But today, I believe that the Holy Spirit wants you to pray for us. That we have eyes to see and ears to hear. That we recognize the truth when we hear it that we have boldness to lead those that are not speaking the truth, that we're made aware that the Holy ghost has heard the cries and he's answering our prayers. Scott, would you pray for us right now?
1: Father, I thank you. You are so faithful. You are here in every podcast. Every time we gather together, you are so faithful and so wonderful to, to humanity. Like we are, we don't deserve you, but we thank you so much that you want to be with us. We thank you for this message today. And Lord, there's only one way that this can work in my mind. And maybe you're leading me this way, but but there's only one way this can work. Lord, I'm going to pray it this way. I pray for every person that listens to this podcast, that receives this word, that will agree with it, that will attempt to believe it. I pray a measure of the Holy Spirit come into their heart and mind. Right now, in the name of Jesus, oh, overfill them if you want to, Lord, fill them full like they did on the day of Pentecost. But give them a measure of the spirit that will leap just like it did for John the Baptist in the womb of his mother the moment the right leader comes around. I pray there's something gets in them that leaps, that begins to thump their chest and says, this is the man you need to see. This is the woman you need to listen to. Father, I thank you for what you're going to do. I pray that the people receive this word this morning and that they receive that measure of the spirit that they're going to need to recognize the leader coming. We thank you for everything that's been said and done in this podcast. We give you all the praise because it's you that did it, not me or Charles. And we thank you this morning. In Jesus' name we pray and amen.
0: Amen. Good prayer, Scott. Thank you so much. I want to thank Scott for being here with me today and helping me on this podcast. It's so good to have him back. I want to thank each and every listener that tuned in that has heard this and pray that you are edified, build up, that you are challenged to join that adventure that God wants to put you on I want to thank the Holy Spirit most of all for speaking to us Yes, telling us that he heard our cry and he's going to do something about it that's reassuring, that's encouraging that is worth the praise and a shout of victory in our yes. hearts that God has heard the cry and he's going to move and do something about it he is on our side Yes, and I want to thank him for it listener Remember, we have blogs that you can read. We have YouTube channels and Facebook page. You can follow us on Facebook and Instagram and Twitter at Cry of the Watchman. You can, li- you can read our blogs. We have an email address. It's simply key underscore David underscore ministries at yahoo.com. Feel free to write us to re- prior requests, feedback. We would love to hear from you. We would love to answer you back on anything you might have, questions you might have, comments you might have. We encourage you to share this podcast with other people. Don't be like the lepers who went outside the city and found that God had run all the enemies away. And there was so much uh, resources and so many rewards of the war and they said how can we enjoy all this when the city is starving to death share what you've heard be a bearer of the good news you may not be the one that speaks it but if you carry the word you're just as effective you're just as a part of this ministry as we are if you share this with other people so thank you so much for listening in And uh, remember, there'll be another podcast approximately a week from now, so be looking for it. In the meantime, pray that I send devotions. I, I need to get busy about doing that, and I'm so sorry I haven't, but pray that God puts it in me to do it when it's necessary. Remember, God is speaking. Give us ears to hear, and he's on our side, and he's doing something about it. Until next time, it is the prayer, the key of David. It is a prayer of the Watchman of the Wall Ministries that every person listening repent.